Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bike Time. My name is Terry Toop, and today's show is called Up and Away. We're going to talk about the development of drones and how they're being used as hobbies and use commercial and military functions. So it's, an, it's amazing how one device can create a, you know, enor- enormous uh, potential that it has with the drones. So, drones have been used. Uh, we're going to talk about how they started to where they are today and how the radio, radio uh, airplane came into play in this and how they're being used today. The drones. I have one working one and one that's disabled. <laughs> Alright, I got one I'd say about around 2017 as a Christmas gift, I enjoyed it very much, but uh, it kind of went out of way. And as the story goes, it was history on that drone. But I still have it, though. And, now, and then I turned around and I bought one last year, a pocket one. That one's a little bit more difficult to maneuver than the prior one I had. So we're going to get into that. And uh, before I go any further, uh, we're going to slow it down a little bit. We're going to talk about the... Uh, Last week's Final Four, Duke, North Carolina, and then Kansas versus Miami. We're going to talk about that game a little bit in the championship game, and then uh, hope everyone's doing okay. So let's get started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's good to hear from, good to be back on the Vibe and on the internet where everybody here with my show and hope everyone's doing okay i want to send out uh sympathy to Dwayne haskins family uh, i was just reported on the espn that he died in the car in the car accident in south florida the young man was only 24 years old so wow and i i know he's playing here in the washington dc area with the team that used to be called the redskins he was playing there for him he was cut by Ron Rivera for his actions that weren't suitable as a professional, but uh, he got his he got himself together playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, just reported today this morning that he was hit by a car in South Florida. So I want to send out my sympathy to his family and to his wife. Um, my deepest sympathy, and I hope everything works out. The young man was only twenty four years old. I mean, life was cut short. By a car, he got hit by a car. So I don't know the specifics on what happened, but like I said, my deep, deepest sympathy and God bless. All right. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about the drones. So drones have been around for a while now, but they come into use now commercially uh, for, like I was saying earlier, the drones are being used. They've always been used by the military, but now uh, they use as hobbies. Why not? They're fun and also commercial. Like I was saying before, the commercial side is like for landscape, uh, for like for properties. Like I have a friend that does real estate, and he has a drone. Uh, we'll get into the different drones that there are. The one he has is a DJI uh, Phantom, I think it was, and he showed me the video that it took of a property that. Uh, that he was gonna have listed in his um, 
real estate portfolio. And he showed me the video. It was phenomenal how the drone took the video, okay, of the property. And it was like bird's eye view of above the property, how it looked, how expansive it was. And this is out in, um, out towards Ashburn that way. That's where he lives. But he showed me the recording. It's beautiful. It was beautiful, the recording on the uh, from that drone. It was. It showed you the decks that were on there, the pool, and uh, adjacent properties on there. It showed you the uh, the lawns, the great lawns they had out there. It was really beautiful. I mean, you can't go wrong. That's a great selling point if you want to establish yourself as a real estate person to have a drone that does a video of multiple properties that they're allowed to ha uh, take videos of. You just can't take your drone and fly over someone's property because it's kind of illegal. Not so much illegal. I think it's kind of rude. And I wouldn't do I hope he doesn't do that. But he showed me the property. It was beautiful. You're up three or 400 feet above. And this gives you, it gives you, a, I mean, it gives you more of what something that you're looking at from an area of view. And it, it's phenomenal. So that's great. So we'll get into this. So you're not going to believe this, but drones have been around for a while. So believe it or not, back in 1850, well, we didn't have motorized things, but we had like balloons and type of stuff like that. Okay. So we could say an unmanned type of uh, protection device. Okay. So the concept of drones uh, uh, dates back to 1849. When Australia attacked uh, Venice using unmanned balloons stuffed with explosives, that was brilliant. Okay, that's brilliant. Okay, and they launched 200, 200 of them. Can you believe it? this is back in 1850? Okay. Time went on. We're going to start talking about the first. Drone, modern drone, 1935. Um, D. Haviland or DH 82B Queen B aircraft was used as a low cost, radio controlled drone developed for aerial target practice. It's considered by many to be the first modern drone. So that's for now, this is back in 1935. That's when my mother was born. Um, so it goes to tell you it, it was coming along, right? Then this guy is one of the forefathers in developing drone science. Mr. Abraham Kaderm, am I pronouncing that right? Please forgive me. Uh, he was born in Baghdad to a Syrian Jewish couple. Uh, his family moved to Israel in 1951, where he grew up. Um, he was a big time person that enjoyed aeronautics. And at the age of 14, he built his first model aircraft. I'm going to show this guy was brilliant already, 1951. And from here, he's regarded as the forefather of the UAV drone technology. So it goes to show you that we had brilliant people back then. And this guy was thinking of unmanned devices back then. Okay. So originally the drones were built for military purposes. Drones have seen rapid growth and advancements and made a break to the consumer electronics. Okay, the original use has weapons in the form of remotely guided aerial missile deployers. So, even like you've seen in the Afghanistan when the United States was in there, they were using drones. 
we're gonna get into that too also uh drones are used in situations where a man flight is considered too risky or difficult uh, they provide troops with a 24-hour eye in the sky if you ever heard them say that the eyes in the skies are helos which would be the helicopters um seven days a week each aircraft can stay afloat stay aloft for up to 17 hours that's a long time okay each and um be loading over an area sending back real-time imagery of activities on the ground so like i was saying before when my friend had the drone uh video of a house prop of a property it that was in real time there was no delay in there so it's great really good really really good okay so in the 1970s we're going to talk about how um in the yom kippur war uh the israelis were using drones okay and they were confirmed using them also in vietnam okay and it said okay true story uh, from the armed forces journal international the u.s stated that that it had flown more than 3,435 drone missions during the war for both decor and surveillance applications okay and and then come to 1890s the dod or department of defense a water corporation called aai corp is really based in my lack contracts in the night to develop a more advanced drone technology so this has been around for a minute but to really understand it uh the israelis were using it more because they were at war with the with the um people in the, with the palestinians okay so let's do a little history so basically drones derived from in the 60s the radio control planes everybody remember the radio control planes. they were fun Okay, I, did I ever have, I don't think I've ever had one, but I went to, I went to places that had, right here in Maryland, um, there's a place over here in Beltsville that they're specifically cleared out only for radio control airplanes. This one guy came out there, let me just say this real brief. He came out there with a radio controlled jet that specifically used jet fuel. You can hear it had a path i mean a runway you could hear zoo, and it zoom in the air like an airplane i asked the guy he goes yeah i use jet fuel i'm like you gotta be you can hear it you can hear the thing climbing and then coming down and thing. this this is crazy a radio controlled jet using jet fuel okay like i said the 60s start brought on i remember i was a kid back in the 70s seen the uh, radio control thing that thing was funky you know people told me that they had them man i used to crash in the car <laughs> you know before i got used to the uh radio control so yeah so that that started it okay and then all of a sudden um you know they still use you know we're talking about the radio control planes and now we're going to start um talk about how do drones are used? Like I said, they were used in Afghanistan um, and also for the search of Osama bin Laden. The drones at that time were operating at 25,000 feet and had a maximum range of 740 kilometers and were able to fly for 40 hours. That is crazy. This is back in early 2000. We'll get into that, okay? All right, so 
First industrial and commercial uses of quadcopters and other UAVs had its infancy with the first commercial drone permit released by the FAA. Following, uh, for the following eight years, they issue an average of two permits a year. So the FAA can issue out permits to use your drone commercially, right? And then all of a sudden, this gentleman by the name of Frank Wang came along. Um, he was a student at Hong Kong University, and he came with an idea for drones, quadcopters, right? And his company's called DJI. It's a very, very popular drone company that's out there now. And DJI stands for Dijang Innovations. If I mispronounce that, you're more than welcome to email me back and let me know the quick, the correct pronunciation of that. Okay. And then the French came in with the Parrot in 2010, the Parrot Drone Company. Uh, the French drone manufacturer Parrot built its AR drone, the first of kind to be controlled directly from a smartphone. It had self stabilizing gyros and a camera. You hear that? An FPV camera on there. So the Parrot was very popular. Um, I was seeing them also out, the Parrot drone. So that's kind of great. You know what I mean? Here's a company over in Europe. Boom. And then in 2013, DJI Phantom 1, this is one of the ones my friend has, was released. The iconic DJI Phantom was released and began the modern drone craze. It could hold a GoPro and control from afar, all coming for a great price. The, uh, the shape of the Phantom drone becomes synonymous to how consumer drones are perceived. So, basically, I know some, some of you have ever seen it, but the drones, the Phantoms, they had a GoPro camera on the little square box, but it had the the landing gear was like, a, almost like a, not a tripod, but like a stanchion underneath it. So when it landed, it didn't land flat. It landed on these stanchions. But the camera, the GoPro camera was covered, but it still was able to do video. Unbelievable. Okay. Also, 2013, Jeff Bezos. You know, the, the modern Steve Jobs. He is by far one of the quintessential geniuses we have out here today. His company, Amazon, you know that, uh, was doing delivery. Um, also, FedEx, UPS, you know, they start trying to do deliveries with drones. Yep. So, and then in 2015, the Phantom 3 is released. Is released, but becomes one of the most best sold consumer drones in, in history. It comes with a stabilized 4K camera, as I'm talking about, right? An ability to see the feed on your phone or on your uh, remote controller. And it can fly up to five kilometers, which is a few miles, okay? And only thing in these battery lights on these uh, drones are not the best in the world. We'll get into that later on. Um. Yeah, and their GoPro camera. So say, for instance, you're flying in the air, I don't know, uh, five, 600 feet. We'll say, we'll, we'll do generic. We'll say three to 400 feet, maybe two to 400 feet. Let's say that. With this GoPro camera attached to that drone, like I said, you're getting beautiful views. I mean, I saw a video on 
YouTube, where this guy had his drone overlooking the river, rivers and waterways and uh, falls, not Niagara Falls, but, you know, small falls, like in a park somewhere. And then he flew, he flew over the ocean, but he couldn't fly that long because the, the winds were starting to kick up and it would have blown that drone away. So he, but he flew up for a few minutes and it was real nice. Really, really nice. I've seen Parrot with a drone. It looked like a, oh, what do you call it? That Northrop Grumman developed. The Stealth. They had, I saw them, I saw a device. It had uh, one propeller on the left, one on the right, but it was, you know, basically had to put it in your hand and just push it to release it so it'll fly, but you still control it by the remote. That was fun. I don't think they sell anymore by uh, by Parrot, but beautiful, beautiful, beautiful views and pictures and videos from there, all in real time also. And then in 2016, uh, uh, DJI Mavic Pro, a foldable consumer drone, okay? They're very pricey at this time too, so don't get it twisted. They want, you know, go down to a local hobby store and, hey, they DJI, hey, I heard... Uh, no, they're very expensive. So the DJI Mavic was a revolutionary drone that introduced the working concept of a foldable consumer quadcopter for the first time. So I mean, like the one I have upstairs, I got it in the case, but it folds together. We'll get into that. While not compromising any of the features, including camera, gimbal, stabilization, and a, and a long flight time. And to top it off, you can put it in the backpack. That's how simple these things were. You know what I mean? And, and then in 2018, and this is where it really blows up. The drones have taken on a new name. I'm telling you. So drones like the Mavic Air 2, excuse me, the Mavic Air and Mavic 2. And then you have Autels, another competitor, and Parrot. Parrot has now gone commercial. They're no longer consumer. I went on their website, and they are charging some of them, oh, the prices are something in the thousands now, right? Like three or four thousand dollars to start, and the price from there goes up to seven, eight thousand dollars. So they're pointing to a market mostly commercial. So that is what they're doing now. Parrot, you could buy. It used to be you could buy a parrot um, drone. You know, you spend a couple hundred dollars. That was it. Now. The price on this ten times now, so you really just you have to be in the like a commercial real estate uh, land um, investment for uh, buying land. What else you could use it for? Um, yeah, so those ones are excuse me, those type of uh, parrot uh, drones. I mean, I don't even think they're no commercial, and they're very expensive, so. This person that's a diehard uh, hobbyist for the parrot uh, drone or someone, like I said, commercial real estate, um, real estate, just regular real estate, commercial real estate, um, uh, land purveyors, people that like say, hey, here's where the property starts, here's where it ends, uh, that type of thing. And it's very, I mean, they're very expensive and you know, if you can afford them, grab at it. You know what I mean? And then we're going to talk about some of the 
the like this one right the quad air i think this is the one i have upstairs you know you get get a case you fold the uh drone okay you put it in the uh, case nothing's damaged you have extra propellers they fall off you got extras you got spares okay you got a separate compartment for uh your battery and your charger so it works out perfectly and now those like, like i said some of those drones are thousands of dollars, $99. Okay. The DJ Mavic, I, I was telling you about earlier. Um, it's got a follow me, object trace, uh, custom path, only 18 minutes of flight time. That's $400. Then you got some of these other ones. Most of, the, most of the, your drone companies are Chinese made. Okay. I'm, I'm not trying to put anything out there that demeaning but most of them are from over from china like the one i have is from china and then you had some of the other ones this one is for, called sky sky Dio, if i'm pronouncing it right forgive me if i'm pronouncing it incorrectly please let me know uh, they're based in redwood california and i looked at the price of those and they're outrageous too they're really expensive another company 3d robotics those drones are extremely expensive too so, but the drone market, like I said, don't, don't be disappointed people. You could probably find used drones. You know, if you go to a Craigslist, you know, and look that up and you might be able to find a decent, you know, used drone, you know, instead of spending thousands of dollars, you can't afford, you know what I mean? And I guarantee you, you can find a nice drone without spending a whole lot of money. You know what I mean? And you definitely could do that. So let's talk about the, so that's a part, that's our show on the drones. I hope everybody, if you felt that I didn't give you uh, enough information, feel free to give me, send me an email. And I want to say a thank you to Glory that uh, joined in. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you joining in. And I'm going to make a note to them and say, say thank you for listening. Okay. And I hope everybody's enjoying the day this Saturday. And I don't have anything planned for the rest of the weekend. I got to work around the house, so you know how that goes. And let's talk about the NCAA Final Four that was last weekend. The first game between Kansas and I think it was Miami, right? Kansas, Miami. And uh, they were just too big and strong, um, Kansas. To me, they 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 don't impress me as a team. They had the two guard, uh, BJ Abaji. He was good. I mean, I like him. He's got a lot of lift. Uh, he's strong. He's got a decent three pointer. Um, thing I like about him, he's very athletic. So, you know, they're throwing alley oops to him. The guards for Miami were just too small, you know what I mean? So, and then the Duke North Carolina game that was by far one of the best final fours, semifinal games I've ever, ever seen. That game was nip and tuck, nip and tuck. And it was Coach K's, uh, Coach Mike Krzyzewski's last game. And that game was so close, it could have gone anyway, you know. Uh, North Carolina could have missed a three pointer, uh, Duke didn't make their free throws. And you know it was a, it was just a really close 
I didn't realize that game was going to be that good. I could move off my seat watching that game. It was really, really good. The championship game between North Carolina and Kansas, I felt that North Carolina really should have just second half. They they came out flat, but they could have regrouped, and they almost had a chance. Uh, Mr. Baycott, the big man who had the bad ankle that he hurt in the Duke game, he tried his hardest, and when he tried to do the spin move, on the, the big man McNamara for uh, Kansas, he he was no good. He was just no good. And I felt bad for the guy because the guy did get 15 rebounds. 15 rebounds. His mobility was limited already, but he still got 15 rebounds in an important game like that. In North Carolina, listen, I give them a lot of props. When I saw them early in the year, they look, they didn't look very good. And I expect them to get into the Final Four. But they really played a hard time for Hubert Davis. And you got a coach that gives them motivation. They might be really good next year. You know, yeah, you know. I know there's a couple guys that are going to turn pro on that team. But the majority of the team will be coming back. But, um, yeah, Kansas was a champ. I didn't think they deserve it. But it is what it is. And there's a strong possibility Kansas is going to go on probation. That uh, for infractions, they got five level ones against them, according to the USA. I mean, excuse me, from the NCA that was brought that was um, that was put out by ESPN. And we're talking five level ones with coaches, uh, assistant coaches, and recruiters were paying kids to play back then. Now kids can get money. But um, it's a shame that something like this had to happen. You just won a national championship, and the NCAA was taking dragging their feet. They should have done this years ago because um, this happened on a wiretap for something totally different, and they were just hearing this, the FBI. So, you know, but it turned out to be a good tournament. I mean, it was really, really good. The You couldn't ask for a better tournament. I mean, that first, that Thursday – the playing games were really good, believe it or not. And then that Thursday, my bracket was done. That first day, done. Done, 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 done. So, yeah, so that turned out to be a very good tournament. So, yeah, so um, anything else anybody want to talk about? And, yeah, drone. the drone network uh, business is really phenomenal. There is so many... Now, if you go on to Amazon, there's so many different companies out there that have drones, and it's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable what they have out there. I mean, they're like no-name, you know, companies overseas or whatever, and you can't go wrong. I mean, they even got some. I'm looking at some right now. They're Star Wars drones. It's crazy. I mean, it goes to show you how technology has evolved in the last, I'll say, last at least 20 years, drones. You know, who would thought that something like this would be, you know, used as your tool for a job? The military's been using them for, for a while now, over 30, 20, 30 years. Now, the commercial use now, there's, like I said, real estate. Uh, I've seen it too at football games. When they want to get a crowd's view, they got a drone that flies right over and, and 
the crowd's going crazy and they chant it and everything. So, and that's all in real time also. So that's phenomenal right now. Uh, what they do, what they can do. My when my nephew was playing football, they had a drone flying over, and it was video. It was you know real life time. You know, the kids in the stand cheering on. Yeah, it was it was cute. It was really cute. Yeah, the drones flying over. So, but yeah, so yeah, so uh, like I said, I hope everyone enjoyed their days. Um, this drone program we're talking about. If you're interested in more, just Google information on the drones. Uh, DG, like I said, it's one of the biggest companies out there for drones. Check them out. The one that I talked about, Scadio. Parrot is commer- is all high-end uh, commercial now. They, they're they very expensive people. I mean, if you got the money to buy it, buy it. But if you're just going to have it one or two times, you're wasting your money. Okay? The other companies I was talking about, Scadio and their robotics, they're just too expensive also. DJI and some of the lesser known ones follow or else go online Craigslist or uh, what is that? The other company meta or Facebook, Facebook marketplace. They definitely will have it in there. Check that out. You might be able to find something there, maybe hundred, two hundred dollars Someone tired of it. They want to get rid of it. Check them out. And uh, you might get a good deal, but the drones are fun. Believe it or not. I, like I said, I have one, my smaller one's a little picky. The bigger one, I'm trying to figure out why it stopped working. But it was fun when I had it in the air. It was fun. Yes, it was. It was fun. Uh, it came with a 720 camera, though, not a 10, 1080, 720. So, you know, you know, what can you do for starting out? You can't beat it. And also, one more thing, too, about the drones. If you get a particular drone, oh, that weighs more than, I think it's two to three pounds, you have to register that drone on the FAA website, okay? Just remember, you have to register it on the FAA website. And they'll tell you when you buy the drone, you have to register it because uh, with something like a device like that, overweight, you have to register it. So, but yeah, so everybody, uh, that's the end of the show today. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of the weekend. Uh, next weekend is Easter weekend. I don't know if I'll be on. So maybe, maybe not. Uh, maybe I'll... I'll put a show on just to say hello. How's everyone doing? But other than that, if not, I will see you the following week. God bless. Take care and stay safe. Yeah.